Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James, and today I'm joined by the subject of this episode, Jay Parnas. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, not too bad. The subject so, makes it sound like yeah, it does, <laughs> you're going to yeah. be operated on or yeah. some sort of stupid crap. Guinea pig. Yeah. That type oh. of shit. Wow. We've, all, we've all done it so far. So if Sorry, you've not Mark. caught up with any of the other episodes from this month so far, uh, I've interviewed Damo about his gaming history. Damo's interviewed me. Now we're doing the same for you. Um, little PSA for everyone from last week's episode. Pippa was bouncing. Oh, you wouldn't. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Pippa was bouncing around in the background of the video. She managed to destroy both her bed as well as a little stuffed pink elephant. In the time you saw it, like I had to steal. She was a she was a nuisance in the entire episode. She's been sin binned for this episode. She's back outside. It's not yep. happening again today. Fair enough. Blew her chance. Well, so there you go. Yeah, minutes of fame over. Yeah, that's it. Internet celebrity status is just. Well, can't win them all. I guess. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to kind of start right at the very beginning for you in terms of where everything kicked off. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you recall what your first video game was? Uh, yes, Super Mario Bros. 3. I on... NES. I NES. Yeah, I thought I'd better double check in case it was All-Stars. Yeah, no, 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 this is, this is, yeah, this is NES era. And you, it instantly had you, or was it a kind of um, slow burn? Well, because that was also the first game I finished as well. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean... Which is impressive for, like... Oh, no, I was, I was like, three at the time. I, it was yeah, not... Believe me, it was not all my own... Like, yeah, okay, fair enough. There was, there was a lot of help from some... I was going to say, because that's a massive achievement for, like, a... Yeah, no. Even kids approaching ten years old, let alone someone who's, yeah, three Yeah, or four. no. I, um... I was very good at losing lives and, and like, kind of maybe beating the, the odd level here and there. Um, being just super enamoured by the whole sort of map and stuff. Yeah. And the design of the little sort of little stompy Mario as he moves yeah, from yeah. square to square and that sort of stuff. And every now and then um, I'd have one of my uh, cousins, because I've got a lot of elder elder relatives. My you know my dad's the sort of the youngest of a family of well, nine, and uh, or second youngest, sorry, of a family of nine brothers and sisters, and they've all got lots of kids. Yeah. So I was over at sort of one of the cousins' place, and they would have been, what, maybe... Near, nearing 20 yeah okay so there was a, a definite big age gap there for me so with that in mind um yeah that would sort of come in give me a whole bunch of extra lives um through means that I didn't really quite understand and then I'd be able to keep playing um and somehow again it's very very old memory but managed to get to the end um because I remember the sort of end end of it and that's that was that and then I got dragged home because I I think um, it was one of those times where I, I think my my little sister would maybe not have even been at three years old yeah, yeah she wouldn't even she, be on the scene yet yeah potentially not so maybe a year away um yours is no mine. I, yeah but you're and, yeah, and I'm a year younger than you so yeah that, I think yeah that 91 92 sort of ballpark Something is what like you're that. talking about yeah they're 92 so yeah, so maybe maybe in that sort of era, so maybe they'd just I be might have been both. And... I might have been pregnant at the time or something. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Or maybe it was. Even, I'm sure it wasn't a factor. It might have even. When you're busy no, absolutely. Like, I don't care. Just shut might, up. In, in fact, it might have been even just after that, and you know, one of those sort of shut visits. Shut up, Mum. I'm playing Mario. Yeah. So, well, it was definitely one of those circumstances where I would have been holding the family back because I was super interested <laughs> in continuing to play and maybe a bit of a tantrum here or there to keep playing that type of thing. As any good kid does. Yeah, I, I've I've always been one where it's just you know games in hand have to like gonna try and pry it out of you. Literally, yes, time. yeah. You would have a better time if I was a corpse and have like rigor mortis around <laughs> the game controller to just snap it out of my fingers. <laughs> Not even kidding. It's yeah, that's that was me as a kid for sure. So yeah, that, that's my so sort of first. Game where, where did things where did things kind of develop from there? Um. Well, I guess there's, I guess our friendship yep. from there, because you and I met when I would have been four. Yeah, and no. you would have been three. I would have been three. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we've known each other since kind of kindergarten years. Yeah, so probably around prep grade one, I think, was when we started, like probably hanging out at each other's place. Maybe, maybe even grade two, and. Um, because I remember we only, we only lived like two streets away, you know. Yeah. Even for little kids, by foot it was maybe five, ten minutes. Yeah. Tops. Yeah, ten yeah. Minutes if you were dragging your feet. And and the kindergarten was kind of dead centre. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and then there was there was a lot of that. I, I don't really remember a huge amount of like I remember just having game envy, I guess, because um, I mean the Game Boy would have been out 
and that would have been around at that yeah. time. And uh, I was graced on my uh, birthday in second grade or grade two um, with the Atari Lynx. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, which I've still got floating around. Which I don't somewhere. think I ever played of yours. So I, think uh, I think I might have brought it to school once or twice, but it was a real endeavour because yeah. it's like six AA batteries or something yeah. ridiculous like that. And they don't last long. And- uh, not really, no. Maybe about as long as the Switch. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, that was the thing; it had full color games. So, yeah. like in terms of like a comparison, I guess the sprite art was probably better in the Game Boy. In some area, like depending on the game, like yeah. game specific. So, like I mean, you think of like some of the like. Well, I guess Game Boy Color came a little later, but even something along the lines of like a Metroid Two. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or like a Mega Man Wily's Revenge games like that. That looked pretty nice for, for yeah, for what they were, but games on the, the links were definitely more Atari looking. Yeah. But they had some decent animation and, and they were full colour backlit screens, so now a lot of the memories I have of us kind of playing games from, from that point where we kinda of met were Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, but then also kinda of early days sixty four as well. Well yeah, so you were I guess you were that kid for in like in, in my childhood you were the kid that kinda of got all the games. Not much has changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. No, but the only difference is now I have to pay it myself. Yeah, true. Um, but Most yeah, like stress it, evangelica in our budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, so in terms of that, I guess we kind of traded. Like after, I think it was a, that would have been around maybe grade three. I guess. Um, I think I came over here a lot, but I didn't really have anything of my own. Yeah. At the time. Um, well, if any of you have watched our Games Club episode um, for Secret, Secret of Evermore, like that's one we kind of referenced loosely because Damo was with us and we didn't want to just kind of dive into our own and just yeah. cut him out. Yeah, for but, sure. But um, like we spent a bunch of time kind of playing that and a few other similar sort mm, of mm. RPGs, which weren't even necessarily really your sort of jam, but that's... No, not really. Watched, if you saw my episode from last week, all I ever played back then was RPGs for the most part. Yeah, so. whereas for me, I mean, I remember being a huge fan of Earthworm Jim. I remember you had a copy of that and like every, and every I, I second don't think or I'd third even, I don't week. think I'd even played it until you actually came around like, what's this? Let's give it a go. And we well, because I remember because at the time there was the cartoon, which was... No, I never uh, saw, but the cartoon's actually really funny. You oh, yeah. Um, but oh, maybe back then, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that was sort of part of it, so... Um, there was a lot of sort of humor there for me, so that was kind of where I came from with that. And obviously the, you know, some of the like Mario Karts and Super Mario Brothers, and that that, yeah. that was the sort of more like the actiony type stuff was where I sort of had a bit of fun. But you know, there was definitely a lot of a lot of games that you and I would just sort of we just sort of sit and play. It didn't really matter what the subject matter was. Wrecking balls. That was a '64 <laughs> game. So that so that was that kind of leads on to where it came, where it sort of went from there. Because maybe a year or two later, I think it would have been maybe. I mean, maybe grade four. So what would that have been? What year? Maybe 97. Yeah, we're starting, yeah, 97, 98 sort of ballpark. Pokemon's coming out in this sort of window that you're talking about. Uh, yeah, well, Pokemon was 96, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was, so there was definitely a lot of that. There I think was, we were grade four or five when, uh, five when Pokemon first came out because you nah, it was had earlier a than that. rough time with a particular teacher that we had back then. Uh, it was earlier than that. Oh, okay. It was, it was definitely earlier than that because I remember... Um, because by then, like I was, I was huge on reading gaming manuals. Yeah. Like, and I used to, I used to bring them to school and keep reading, rereading them. And yeah, when you were done with one, I'd grab it because I never really, I'd just pick up the game and start playing and didn't really read the books. Yeah. And when you'd walk in with them, I'd oh, all right, cool, because it's an opportunity to keep talking and reading. Yeah. The games. Um, but I, I remember definitely in grade four there was a lot of sort of Pokemon talk and. For some of so for some of the kids, there was South Park talk for usually the ones that had older older siblings. <laughs> yeah, like the, you know the ones that had older siblings. Yeah. Was like, hey, check out this edgy stuff, and um, and then yeah, there, there was just a lot of. I remember playing edgy. And, jokes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and for, a few for what was acceptable on TV yeah. at the time. But anyway, that I remember there was like anyone's Game Boy that I could get my hands on to play more of that game. I would um, and. Uh, Leafy the Bulbasaur was always my my starting, um, and it was I think it was through school. Just, just I think cards. it might have even been through you that I learnt about like the missing no thing and 
And yeah, I don't, I don't know where that thing at school. It might have been one of your gaming magazines. It was fairly it, well. You know what? It might, it might have been because I, I did have a Nintendo magazine or system. Or whatever, whatever, yeah, NMS. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, I used to be a subscriber of that. I've still got some raggedy, raggedy oh, still old... still stashed in the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even some, like, early 2000s hypers and stuff like that. I've got a couple little hyper clippings where I featured in, like, the, the re- like writing... Oh, really? You write into them and they answer your questions. Yeah, that's, right. That's about it. Um, yeah, I would have maybe a few years' worth of uh, hyper subscriptions. I, I think that was some of the old birthday or Christmas gifts. I'd get a subscription for a year and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously in the in the in grade four was when I got my I got the old uh, purple controller twin sixty four pack, and then from there that kind of that was where the arms race started of kind of me getting games and you getting games and us trading games and yeah. and sharing those sorts and of that's, experiences that's a good, and good way of working because well, I mean you know you initially kind of started this arms race thing where people were just getting more and more on the oh, hang on just start swapping. yeah well I mean when I say arms race it was. From because I know for the for the it absolutely wasn't like North Korea in America at the moment. No, it wasn't. No, it was it was more sixty yeah, fours pointed at one another. Yeah, no, it was it was more like the US and Mexico because one of them got lots of games and the other one got a game maybe yeah. every now and then. <laughs> um, sorry to all of our topical for all of our Mexican fans. Just don't worry, I, I built a wall. It's fine. Um, anyway. Um, it, well, that's kind of what it was because I remember in that in that sixty four era because uh, you had a lot of Super Nintendo games that were sort of coming from like either your aunties or your grandmas or yeah, or you would have them and they'd kind of, those sorts of and they would sort of be they'd be passed around your family sort of yeah. but when the sixty four kind of happened that was when the real accrual of games began for you yeah. and for me because it was my first system that was when the real accrual of games started for me so there was definitely this aspect of like these growing like superpowers of collections. But they were still very different. Like, I, you know, oh, yeah, I, sure. I cite things like Iggy's Wrecking Balls and those sorts of things, which I never had. I played when I go around. And, I, and I never got then, a copy either. That was so. That was oh, one was of the games I would, I would. Yeah, that was a that was a big rental. That uh, there was Rakuga Kids, which was like a two D fighter where everything was drawn in, yeah, uh, like comic style. I guess it was all really cartoony. Um, which which I still Jet Force Gemini is a great. I mean, for me, I love that game. I I actually went back and I played that not. I think it was last Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I smashed through the, uh, like the first four worlds in like a couple of hours. And I was like, oh, okay. I miss this. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I do. Like, it still hold up? Um, for the eyes? controller, it does. Yeah, it does. Because um, isn't it, that available in Rare Replay? It is replay? on the Rare Replay, but the controls for it are real bad. Oh, like, okay. They're real rough. Um, oh. If they had a really reworked it and put like, maybe like a proper camera on it, it would have been really good. Yeah, okay. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're porting the game. They're not they're not remastering it. So. Well, what else were some of those other highlights during that kind of 64 sort of era that we're talking about? Um, well, I remember one game that you got me onto, I guess, almost by accident, which was the Mystical Ninja series. Oh, yeah. Um, you had the first one, which was very much in that Zelda Mario banjo framework yeah. of third-person platform reaction adventure game and I know I don't even remember if you actually beat it or got even very far in no, it or had any far. real interest no. but for me Look, I, I, actually, was... I dropped off 64 after a while just as soon as I got my PlayStation Final Fantasy 7 was there that was it but yeah. well I think that Last was even I think that was even before that yeah might be relevant um but yeah for me that the, I really like the Japanese-ness of it I guess and definitely over the over the years, um, I rented the sequel to that, which was a two D game. I don't know if you ever got a chance to play that one. You've directed me to some YouTube footage in the past. Yeah, um, fantastic music. It's one of my. I think that one uh, when we did our soundtracks episode yeah, yeah, last year, that, that, yeah. I, I slid I slid that one in there because a great sort of poppy Japanese, like traditional and sort of J pop style mix it was great. Um, what else from that 64-era? Jeez. I mean, there was all the sort of racing games like Extreme G and stuff like that. I was a huge fan of that. Like, in the second one, you could break the sound barrier and all the sound would stop and... Just start oh. tripping out. And... Well, yeah, it was just like you would hear nothing but, like, this, like, gushing wind sound. Oh, yeah, okay. But when, when you were, like, below that sound barrier, there'd be, like, insane, like, pumping, like, UK 90s dance stuff, like, electro, like, electro-techno-y type music and you'd have, like, all the... You know, computer like missile and just stuff like oh, that yeah, right yeah. but then well, you break the sound barrier and just all sound gone 
um, which I like would lose my shit over as a little kid, just being like this, this nice little touch where it's like you just you yeah, feel you awesome. feel you just yeah you just feel like you're doing something super fucking cool, and because it was never really easy to do that, like some of the maybe cheat bikes or whatever could get there but if you did it on like a regular one you're just like oh i'm the best you have to take corners perfectly and stuff like that um yeah iggy's wrecking balls that you mentioned is a really spastic weird game that game's real hard um even it's real hard i could to never explain. quite work it out i mean you got opportunities played at home when i'd come by yeah. and visit like i'd give it an hour or so and i just I'd get smashed by it. Yeah. Uh, I remember I had, um, there was Mortal Kombat Trilogy that I had on the 64. I think you had Yeah, yeah I've got that too, yeah. yeah. Um, that, was a, that was a good bit of fun there. That was... Because, I know, again, I never had any of the... Sort of the previous gen where those sort of individual games like 1, 2, and 3 were coming out. And so yeah. when Trilogy was there, that was kind of my entrance into that. Um, and I kind of picked that one up a little bit later in its life. Because um, up until, I guess... I started work, really. Um, I was always maybe a few years behind when the game consoles yeah. came out, um, just because there was no money for me to get it with. Um, yeah. So I just sort of save it up over successive... Christmases and birthdays. Stuff like that, yeah. Um, and then, like, I got the I got the GameCube maybe three or four years before it was dead, and, like, I got that maybe 2005. Which would have only been, like, a year after it came out. No, well. <laughs> I mean, it came out, what, 2002, and I think it was done by... We, we was 2006. 2006, so. so... Yeah, so it was out for four years, and I maybe got it in 2004. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe 2003, I don't really Well, the GameCube was a big console for you. Yeah, I had I had a shitload of games for the GameCube. Which is something I... Um, like, I was, you know, by this point, I'd already spent a lot of time with PlayStation. I had my... I had both the GameCube... And you and I kind of went separate the ways at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's true. Also, at the end of grade five, so it was basically a year after that whole Pokemon thing sort of went on mm. Jay went to a different school um, for your last year of primary school it was school. The, last, the last term of primary the, the last term of grade 5 yeah so then you I did left. that and grade 6 and then grade 6 and well everywhere high else was high school and yeah, I went off to a different high school to, so right. yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later but uh, the kind of where everything kind of crossed over again but, yeah yeah um, yeah, I'll save that for later. But yeah, yeah, but during yeah during that time, obviously the GameCube was that was my primary console. This is the bit that's most interesting to me because this is a whole portion of kind of my life that I uh, so, like my timeline that I'm mm, used to that yours, you, so. yeah. So during that time, I guess I I found that like a lot of the ports were totally fine. I, I don't know why there was there's retrospectively all this distaste for the GameCube because. For me, I mean, it was always the most durable console, and there are there are yeah, old handhold. There are, there are there are some old like, oh, not what is it? Um, X Play on G Four TV yeah. skits of like how they just destroy all the consoles, and the GameCube just keep like kept on going and stuff like that. <laughs> and I always remember being like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, and I, like, I never found any of the ports to be bad. Like, I played a lot of the Tony Hawk games. I, I was a big fan of those. Yeah. Um, I played two on the PC, believe it or not. Got that in, like, a box of Nutri-Grain or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, same with number three, I think. Um, and then, you know, you know, some of the, like, American Wasteland and stuff like that. I yeah. played on the GameCube. They, and they played fine. Um, yeah, the, uh, there was just this kind of weird period where I was able to... Like, like the internet was definitely more there so i guess this was i guess post Wii launch but in that sliver of time where that kind of hadn't picked up yet the ps3 hadn't come out it was still kind of the tail end of the ps2 era yeah with you yeah probably. the 360 had been out for a little bit but it hadn't really like it, it had done its own thing and people were like yeah this is the new shit online yeah, gaming and stuff and all that sort of yeah thing. that that had kind of come out this was what 2006 2007 something like that um but for me, I was still buying GameCube games, and I, you know, I had access to eBay, and that was when there was that big wave of when that was happening, and games like Eternal Darkness and Killer Seven, and these really sort of, I guess, games that you wouldn't really see advertisements for. No, those slightly left of center sort of games. But they were, for me, they were amazing. They were some of my just most favorite experiences, I guess, in on the GameCube. Um, I mean, Sunshine was fine, and Double Dash was alright, and I never really liked Melee, even though I was a big Smash fan. You and I played a lot of Smash on the 64. Because yeah. um, I remember one of the, in fact, just to duck back no, industry a little bit, um, I remember I got, it was a, it was an NMS, a Nintendo Magazine system, which is a, 
again, I've, I mentioned it before, it's a well and truly defunct magazine. Yeah. Um, but I remember getting the issue for Space World 98 or the whatever the one where they announced Mario Party and Smash Brothers at the same yeah. time. It was they, they announced the space, space World at that year and I think maybe also Banjo-Tooie was not too far behind that. Yeah, um, or, or maybe the original Banjo-Kazooie, something like that. No, yeah, I think you're in the right sort of window there. Anyway, um, and I remember reading out about it because, um, I, I, again, like I took the game manuals to school, I would take the, the magazines to school and I would read them at school at the same time as we'd be playing whatever the fuck we'd be playing as kids do. Um, obviously, being the ADD kid, I was like, yeah, I could totally read this magazine and continue playing this game that we're playing and... I don't know, for me it just worked. Um, and I remember reading out to you and maybe a couple of other people about the Mario Party and the Smash Brothers. And I remember you being super, like, that Mario Party sounds like a cool, fun time. I and, mean, I, and I played the shit out of it. Yeah, no, I remember. And, like, arrived, listed just, um, hands and all that sort of nonsense. Our place for, I think, younger sister's birthday. I think it was a gift to her, which caused some problems. I'm like, sure it would. It's mine, i got to play. Like, nah, nah, nah. Go to bed. Yeah, and um, and for me on the flip side, I was like, from hearing about it initially, I was just like, that game, that game will be something. Mark my words, that game will be the coolest thing that ever ever is called. And I still took your word for it because the day Smash came out, like I picked it up launch day, and it, um, and, and, uh, and you know you were proven to be right, and Mario yeah. Party was fine for about the first two or three entries, and then modern day happened. You've seen it, yeah, um, and even even going back to those now. Boy, do they not hold up? Um, I haven't, and I won't, because I. But that's the thing. Like, I, I, I bet it would be way easier to leverage you to go play, go back and play Smash One. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and that's the thing; it still holds up. Still a great game. Malay, I was never really a fan of. I know that people say that that's the fighting game players one or whatever. Yeah. For me, I just found that it was a bit more clunky. Whereas the first one that I'd played for so long, um, and it was just so. Just such an assault of fast just movements, yeah, pretty much. Um, whereas Malay, again, it had kind of that fighting game aspect of like slow movements into fighting, like cancelling and all, all of that sort of stuff. And I was never really, that was never really me. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where that all kind of came from. But one, I suppose, really big aspect of my gaming life between, I guess when you and I sort of parted ways and before we rejoined into that sort of window. So I guess yeah. this would have been around 99, 2000, all the way through to 2007, 2008, yeah, 2009. Well, 2008 would have been the year that we met yeah. up again. But um, for that period in there, there was a huge... So for me, like I said, at the very height of this, um, I never had the Super Nintendo, never had an NES, never had any of that stuff. My first owned console, other than, like, we had a PC that I played some terrible, terrible shareware games on. Yeah. Um, and Virtual Cop 2, which is a fucking super cool game. <laughs> if, if you've never played that in an arcade or anywhere else, mate, it's a great game. Um, excuse me. Sorry, I'm, talk, I'm talking a lot. Um, but I never really had any of those sort of early consoles. So I was a big, and again, do what you like and say what you like about it, but I was a big emulator yep. player. I played... Oh, Darren, this, this has been a topic that Damo's discussed in his, that I've discussed in mine. It was wrong, but... I, look, Sue us. I, I don't think... <laughs> for, for me, again, at that period of time, there was no digital distribution. There was nothing. Yeah. If you didn't have a Super Nintendo, you weren't going to play these games. Yeah. If you didn't have... So for me, NES, Game Boy, Game Boy... Advance, Game Boy Color, Super Nintendo. I emulated the fuck out of all yeah. of them. I had megabytes upon megabytes because back then that was a, a large unit of measure. A, yeah, yeah um, because like I would, I would download them at high school and bring them home 1.44 megabytes at a time um, on literally floppy yeah, disks. Um, them and Flash games. There was a lot of Flash games um, that, you know, around the Newgrounds era. Yeah. Um, which that's a, that's a whole other thing of, you know, getting into interesting stuff that way. But in terms of that, that was where I developed, you know, my love for 
games like Mega Man X and Metroid and Super Metroid and all of those sorts of games, uh, Castlevania, like the Castlevanias on the Game Boy Advance, amazing, fantastic. And then just all sorts of shit. That's actually where I got my love for Jet Set Radio from, was I actually managed to stumble across a Game Boy Advance port of the game, which was done by Vicarious Visions, who also did the, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater ports of the Game Boy Advance, and it was, and it was now like, dead. Uh, no, I think they're still... No, they do stuff for Activision every now and then, actually, I think. Actually, they, I might think they be, might be have a, something to do with COD. Yeah, yeah. they might do something. Um, but anyway, that they, they kind of did those, and they did them well, like the, the, the Tony Hawk games and the Game Boy Advance, for what they were, were actually quite good, and the Jet Set Radio was another one of those. But it had the music and it had the graffiti and it had the style and I just needed to know more and I kept diving into what it was on the Dreamcast because no one I knew had a Dreamcast. No one I knew had a Sega Saturn. Barely anyone I knew even had a Mega Drive. Like, yeah. it was... I was definitely we, we firmly... Of, yeah, we found ourselves surrounded by... Firmly in the Nintendo, Nintendo camp. camp. That's right, yeah. I think um, I know one person. Do you remember Calvin? Back in oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, did like he have he, a Mega Drive? He, I don't remember what Sega, but he definitely had at one of some. Yeah right. Sort of I think a cousin of mine had one. I played some Sonics on it. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mario's better. And walked off. Yeah. I, I played some Sonic. I was like, yeah, that this was is the interesting. only time I visited him. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from being a bad friend. Um, yeah, so that that era for me of like when the GameCube was out and emulating a shit ton on my computer. That was that was like a huge spike in like my I guess my gaming appreciation. The stuff that I was interested in really grew in scale. Yeah. Um that was that was where I found like a lot of interesting stuff to do with like platforming and you know, that was where I found my love for Metroidvania as a as a game type. I I couldn't put my finger on what it was because the the term didn't really exist yet. Yeah. But I knew that I loved Super Metroid. I love exploring around and finding stuff and, and having my progress gated without really knowing that it was gated and, and just having this huge map that I could explore. Like games like Aria of Sorrow or Dawn of Sorrow, whichever one, one, of, the, one of the two Sorrow games on the Game Boy Advance, Circle of the Moon and Harmony of Dissonance, all of those ones, the Castlevanias on the, on the Game Boy Advance, all, all of those really spurred on like my love for that game style and and again like I was able to fill in like I was able to play games like Donkey Kong Country and some weird Japanese Dragon Ball Z games yeah. and you know F-Zero and because at this point I picked up like an old old copy of F-Zero X for the 64 that I got when like a like when the video store in Gisborne shut down I managed to pick up a copy of F-Zero X for like 10 bucks I missed, is, I missed that wholesale. Oh, it was great. I, 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 I made a steal. The one game I didn't get, Iggy's Wrecking Balls, which I was really disappointed about. Retrospect, probably no great. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you, at the time... You're probably, you're probably right, but there's still a part of me that's yeah. disappointed. But anyway, that, that all aside, um, that, was a, that, yeah, that was a huge, really important sort of part for me there. So, I guess we're still just gradually inching our way forward... And we're yeah. kind of into this period, this mid to late-ish 2000s period where we did kind of meet up again. And Well, yeah, um, so do you want point, me to... So, yeah, go on. Yeah, kind of you tell the story. So, well, the way that that kind of happened is I, straight out of high school, went to do games design and it wasn't really for me at that, at that point because, um, I don't know, there was this weird, this weird feeling of knowing how it worked kind of ruined the magic to a degree. Yeah. Um, and I guess that was probably, you know, me being still pretty young at the time, not really understanding what it all meant or, or how, how it all ultimately or, came together, but not just that, but how that could potentially spur on a different kind of interest in games. Yeah. Um, whereas now after seeing all that stuff and, and being more mature about it now, I can look at it and I can actually really appreciate good game design principles, but that's, and that's, only, and that's only because I've done that stuff. Well, before you kind of progress with it further, that's one of the, I think the great things about kind of the dynamic that when we're all here uh, that we have going with patched episodes in that you look at it through that sort of lens um, I am all over kind of the news and the numbers and that sort of thing and Damo brings the more enthusiastic just the, the energy side but with not necessarily it's true the, I am dead inside no no no, I'm not, no, no, no not, that's not like that at all but 
like there's those probably three key pillars to what you kind of see in the gaming communities as it is in that there's those who've got the numbers and we can I can cite numbers and I'll throw those numbers at you until you believe that that's fact like they're that that's there you can talk about the game development principles and then demo is the the energy and the enthusiasm that you tend to get in those sort of things I think you you bring that to those podcasts actually is something like that one piece like if, I think if you take away any of those one three pieces you you it changed the whole domain. You miss yeah, no, you, the yeah, certain sure. portions of communities that are missing. So hmm. it, it's like really interesting that you went through that whole period and I kind of met you part of the way, or re-met you, sorry, part of the way through. Yeah, that. so after after that sort of didn't sort of turn out, at least at that point, because, I mean, back then we would, like, part of our work was to just mod using the UT engine. This is before real games design studies yeah. kind of were really cemented. Yeah. Um, now it, it's it, yeah. Now it's full fledged. I mean, you can you can see the you know independent studios popping up, being the perfect example of okay, I was just ahead of that wave. Had yeah. I been born a couple of years later, there would be much better stuff that maybe you know maybe life would be different. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but again, with, with that in mind, from there I then went to a completely different to the opposite side of. So I was living obviously here. We go going to the city to Melbourne. Um, so I was here, actually, in this town at the time that we're in right now. Um, you were still at Gisborne Way. Yeah. And then um, I went to Bendigo to, to do some tape study in just general multimedia because I was still potentially thinking, all right, well, maybe there's something in the in the field that I've chosen that might still interest yeah. me. And so I got in there. That was all fine. And then... I think you and I just bumped in. I bumped into yeah, you at the, on the. It was on the train. The train, on the train platform. Because like, you, you, you were getting on one stop for me. Um, so I would then, like, I'd get on at Gisborne and walk through the train. I think it this, might have been at the train been, platform think, on the way home. It would have been my stage. second year of uni. Yes, it would have. Yeah, because I, I did that, that one year. That's 2007. So this is my second year of uni. I'm mm. heading in because I was doing my teaching course and I'm walking through the train. And I see you sitting there. Because we'd only bumped into one I another feel like every now and then, like our families kind of attending church every say Christmas. Yeah, or something that like was that. Like a, yeah, it's a and Christmas that, mass or whatever. And, and that'd be something like I'd see you there, um, but then neither of us really attended throughout the course of the year. Mm, so, yeah. like that, that'd be it. Like, but oh, I, I'm pretty sure that the first half an hour time we get told to shut up and be respectful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, but I'm pretty sure it was at the at, it was a train on the way home one time that you, I'm pretty sure you and I bumped into each other and we had kind of the whole sort of train ride home and I oh, think yeah. that's sort of where we figured out that okay there are some of these train rides where you and I take the same one up, yeah. and it just was that we'd never really bumped into each other in the morning or what and it was that you. second year as well that you met Damo for the first big yes time. that's um, right a couple of my train trips with Damo synced up but then a few of yours synced up going the other way Damo's hours like he was one year behind me in terms of his course um but yeah, there was there was I think one yeah a couple one of mine synced up with you and that was cool. We got to talk, kind of leverage a bit more of the past whilst you and Dan are kind of learning one another's interests and that sort of thing in that regard too. And they were different train times and sometimes very rarely, but sometimes all three of us to be on the same one. We tried to kind of manipulate it a little bit. Yeah, sometimes skip a uni class every now and then. Yeah, and it was it was yeah <laughs> to, to well, catch no, up back I, I and think, talk about games for an hour. And I bit. think it was just that they were really early ones because I think one of my classes there changed that, and it there became was really early. Dawn one, yeah. yeah, and I think that was the that was the one like that that cracker dorm one because that was that was the only chance anyone could get anywhere by nine o'clock. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that most of my classes started at ten, but then we Thanks had one. Line. Yeah, but then we had yes. one class that started at, and it would, we'd have to get in there at like quarter past eight, yeah. uh, which and you would need to be getting on at like yeah. seven something to get yeah, there. Yeah, just a touch before or seven. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. And then we sort of picked up where we left off, really. Yeah, I mean, for you and I, for the most part, didn't really miss a beat. Um, but at the same time, I was learning about a lot of the different things. You, mm. I, I hadn't changed much in terms of my interests. No, you were um, still super into JRPGs. JRPGs, and... <laughs> Zelda, platformers. Um, it was almost kind of that period there where, because I picked up my PS3 um, and I got Resistance as a launch title. Again, you can see all this in last week's episode, but mm. that's where I, I kind of yeah rekindled the, relation, uh, the friendship with you at about the same time that I was starting to pick up new things and explore new things but most of what I had to talk about was the same stuff that you'd known for years yeah like on, on the PS2 there going, was... look at Star Fox on the DS here look at um Robo oh Custom Robo Custom Robo thanks oh that was that was that was the blast a bit and there were things like I'm going huh? like, yeah, I, I had no I, idea what is this I don't yeah. know 
Um, even like Kirby Superstar Deluxe, because that, yeah. that was that was another big one that I had on the Super Nintendo as an emulator was Kirby Superstar. And when they put out that sort of updated version, I lost my shit. I was fucking just blind with just joy of loving that that game series. Um, but the big gaming binges were able to resume then too, because at this point I've got my license, so I can just drive over to your place. Well, or, yeah, or and you got dropped over, the, uh, over at mine and just. Borderlands or whatever it happened to be for well, hours and Before hours. that even, like, I was getting you into stuff <clears> like <throat> F-Zero GX on the GameCube and, and stuff that you'd kind of, like, you knew about because you were, you were up with a lot of the yeah, games at that yeah, time. I recognised names but didn't have a ton of and, money. But you were just like, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally consider this, but it's, like, crazy because that was the thing. Like, for me, that was after I'd picked up that copy of F-Zero X for the 64, like, well and truly after its life cycle, yeah. I was then called, hey, this thing's coming out, man, get it. It's being made by Daytona team? Fuck yeah, sure. Yeah, right. And that, that type of stuff. So, And I, I guess not long after that, I actually had a, a school excursion, at, or like a TAFE excursion, and we were going to the Game On... Exhibit in the, Yeah, which was a, basically a games history retrospective. I think you had... You either had a day off or you cut class or what, whatever it was. No, I had a day off. It was just... I didn't have class. Yeah, and and so I invited God, you God along. Bless the uni lifestyle. And well, yeah, that was the thing. I had class every day, and you were just you had your contact hours, and that it was what it was. Yeah. But um, I invited you along, and we all went to the city for this exhibition, and we also went to oh, Dungeon yeah, you, Crawl. You, you, and you stuck me in into the thing as kind of as one of our students. As one of the students, yeah. I just walked through. We were yeah. discussing this for probably the two days before, like how we'd make it work because I didn't have a ton of money, and I yeah. Yeah, we just see, see what we can do. So I jumped on the train with you guys, and I just followed you, the, followed a lot of you the entire time. So I just it was very Assassin's Creed style. The only thing I didn't do was walk in, kind of like yeah, a monk. Yeah, that I just basically I walked think, straight in with the middle of your group. I think one of, of the teachers broke, I was broke off from you for that brief period when we were getting in, and just walked straight through the middle and just yeah. I sorry, Acme. <laughs> I, I think one of the teachers yeah. kind of half pulled me up on it. I was just like, and I think they were like I was on pretty good terms with them, and I think they were just like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, but they probably weren't aware that I didn't pay. <laughs> no, they, no, they were absolutely aware. Yeah, oh, they, they were just like, oh, whatever. Like, I could see that you're all into the same stuff, so it's fine. Um, can, can we convince him to join, to join the course? And yeah, maybe. Take some money maybe, from him? Maybe, maybe. And I, I mean, became a teacher. Yeah. Well, yeah, full circle. Um, but yeah, and I, remember, and I remember that day being really important for me personally, um, not just because it was your first time you went, I think... You picked up a was it a seal? It was you, either you or my other mate picked up a sealed copy of Final Fantasy VII that was a non-platinum. It was just a straight up sealed copy of FF Seven. Yeah, was that that might have been you? No, actually, no. It would have been your other mates, and I picked it up from Sefton. So okay. no, yeah, right. Um, because that was that was back in Dungeon Crawl's sort of real heyday of his little Melbourne indie game store that was. It would just import just the coolest shit. Like it would just. You like, introduced it to me that same day. That was my first day seeing. Yeah, so I think I came across it in the year previous, two thousand and seven, and I was able to pick up stuff for the GameCube that used like action replay cards and shit like that. I was able to get US stuff, which I don't think that was really your thing at the time. Um, but yeah, so that kind of introduced me to this whole concept of importing. So I got some a whole bunch of UK UK stuff, and that's what I'm talking about, like the whole sort of heyday yeah. of eBay. And I think Dungeon Crawl kind of fed into that because they, they were just selling action replay discs on the fucking yeah, they shelves. Yeah, they didn't care. They didn't give a fuck, yeah. And that was awesome. Um, and I sort of got, got mates with the people that were running it there and, and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah, they, I kind of, they kind of learned who I was via you initially. And so, yeah. that, so then when I'd come in like, and then I started for a while, then mum would start coming along with me and I kind of, she got to know who they were. So then didn't matter whether it was you wandering in or me with you or me on my own or me with mum, whatever yeah. it was, didn't matter. Uh, they just recognised any and all of us, and they were, we're always really happy cool. to help. I yeah. mean, they were always ha- they were actually their customer service was always pretty good anyway. Yeah, it's true. And the, like um, I remember a whole bunch didn't of have times. It, like, yeah, we'll see what we do. We'll try and get you a copy. Yeah, in. like bang, whatever. done. And they yeah, and they always and, sort of came yeah, they, through. Yeah, which was and great. I, I remember a bunch of times I would go in there and they'd be playing this really cool game and they'd just be like, "Here, yeah, play." I just fucking like just play for like. Yeah, 20, it wasn't 30 like minutes. your typical like your main your EB games or game or GameStop or whatever from whatever region you're from. Yeah, they're just throwing a disc and be like, "Hey, you want to see this?" It's like yeah try it we've got a copy at the back here let's use this one this, the one yeah, oh, this, this is my copy you know it's you know we're, we're selling it you're just here check it out yeah. it, play it um 
And, you know, whatever. I probably bought a bunch of extra games as a result, yeah. so whatever. Um, and Try before you buy works. Give us demos, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then sort of, so from there in that year, I bought my Wii. So that in early 2008, I picked up my Wii. Um, and that was when one of the biggest game franchises for me popped out, which was No More Heroes. Yeah. Um, which I remember... Um, for a long time there, I was reading the game manual on the way home. I'm pretty sure you were there when I bought it. Yep. Um, and I remember reading the manual and good morning, my son became one of our catchphrases for a while, um, which was a, just a ridiculous little comic strip um, that they had in there. Yeah. And, and again, like that's sort of where my love for Grasshopper Manufacture came from. And, yeah, I, for all that I was there with you the day that you got No More Heroes, I never really kind of bought into the whole thing. Like it took a lot of convincing to give yeah. me a go well so that was um, that was the period where I too was I guess keeping up with all the news like that was yeah. when I was took a, it took a leaf out of my book in some regard pretty much yeah I and I and it was probably because you and I had caught up and we had like I had someone super invested in gaming for me well, to be able to share that with because I hadn't really up to that point and then when you and I kind of hit it off and GameSpot was kind of in its like absolute peak king of the internet yeah, status Gershman and all them yeah exactly um and so at that period of time like there was a lot of shit happening like i would had a lot of chats in high school about you know, the revolution and it was interesting and and then you know there was all the backwards compatibility so it kind of seemed like a no-brainer and there was a few games like mad world and no More heroes and some really interesting wii games that came out um stuff like even to blob and even some of those yeah, track ones yeah. and what was that first person shooter that was kind of mediocre oh not, the conduit no no the other one red red steel, red steel. Red, even red steel 2 was kind of interesting yeah. like it's it had an interesting art style and i, I appreciate what they were going for with the whole sword and sword and gun yeah stuff um which is still a cool concept and if someone which could, is good for you because you felt burnt by twilight princess I did, yes. I, not, I, not that we'll dive into it for too long because got other things. I, I never you, really liked... It didn't gel with you. No, no. And I, I still say it's one of my least liked Zeldas. Um, whereas on the flip side, like I went back and I played The Wind Waker, I think. It would have been in a similar time. Yeah. And like for me, I, was, I, I remember being like, oh, that kind of looks a little lame when I first saw the art style because... Yeah. Like, I was in high school, and I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's... This, this yeah. Like it's it's weird and strange, just, but... A lot of kids at I, time, it was like, oh, this is a step back, not really appreciated. But not even that. It was like, oh, that's weird, but I don't have a console to experiment it, so I never... I, would, I just had weird feelings yeah. for it. Um, but then when I went back and played it, I, I remember just being like, this is actually really fucking cool. It's like, it's interesting. Um, and then I got to the collecting the Triforce pieces and never finished it. So I've, I've still never finished The Wind Waker because I've only ever played it on the GameCube. And oh, yeah, I suppose you don't have a Wii U. I was going to say, I'll send you the um, the, the yeah. remastered version because yeah, nah. that fixes that up. It's oh, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, just, I've heard. Just um, amazing. And then, I mean, I guess from there, at that Game On Expo... Um, I got my hands on a 360 controller and I played Burnout Paradise. And, and you I, never stopped playing Burnout Paradise? No, I like... Not just that day, but then for the weeks and months to come. Yeah, I went out and I bought a 360 with like basically all the coins I had to my yeah. name um, for that game. For, for exactly that game. Well, that was in the window that I kind of got... Uh, I was probably maybe another six months after you before I got my 360. Because mm-hmm. I, I picked up mine just prior to Fable 2 and Gears 2. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, so I got a bundle that had Halo 3. Didn't you Gears. get a red ring? I thought you had one and got a red ring and then... I did get a red ring. Um, it took a while... Yeah, it took a while before that happened. You and I were midway through a Borderlands game online. Oh, and, then I, and then I started to have some issues and I was sent well, this, this is back then when you know like the best thing for us like we were sitting with our headsets and the best thing for us to convey what was going on was not like we didn't have our Facebooks and all that sort of crap. text messages we're sending photos on our phone going this is what I'm seeing on my thing and it's real grainy photos <laughs> that's right remember it showed up on my Borderlands screen the 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 game was starting to distort on the screen everything was going yeah, weird right. I had a really good run with it it lasted a fair while my because I got the Elite yeah um and I had a good run, but yeah, the, the, midway through a Borderlands session, all of a sudden the screen, everything's starting to warp on the screen, and like, this isn't good. And then the next time I played it, or went to go play it, Red Ring, had to pry the disc out. Yeah, um, and I remember you wrapped it in a towel, and that worked for a while. 
Yeah, I tried that little trick and yeah, it did. That, that bought me a little bit more time, but yeah. Um, but I guess that's kind of like pretty much from there was when I really got, I guess, heavy into mainstream mainstream gaming and I picked up a lot and of And you aligned with Xbox, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I was, yeah. Because um, I never really had a PlayStation. I never really liked their controllers. Yeah. I never really, and I still... And I you're still, still not a massive of... fan of a lot of their IP either, for the most um, part. There's a few oh, exceptions, look, but... I never, because I never really had the... Because I never had the PS2 experience, I never really had the heyday. Like, if you, if I... PS2 is not the heyday, but... No, <laughs> no but, but I follow what you mean, though. But I disagree with you. I would say that the PS... Like, end of PS1, early PS2 was when it got like the PlayStation and Sony got some of their biggest IPs. Like you can say you're uncharted. No, no, no. I was going to say PS1 is that that's it. PS2, but I mean when I think PS2 of it was a drop off PS3 was kind when of When I when I think about it I think of like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Like oh, they were all PS2 games yeah. for my knowledge. Yeah. And even Gears of Gears God of, God War. of War. God of War. That was a PS2 game as yeah. well. Like all of those sorts of characters I mean, you know, you've got your, what, Ape Escape, your Parappa the Rapper, your Metal Gear Solid, stuff like that. You're right, that is. But, I mean, Metal Gear Solid, while it sold gangbusters, Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PS2 was what rocketed it into just, yeah. this is a phenomenon. And then, obviously, the bait and switch that, I don't even know if you know what the bait and switch is for Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, if you re- if you told me what it was, I'd probably like I'd recall what you're talking about. But the the, the Raiden bait and switch. Oh yeah, I think. Then I'm not go. gonna I'm not gonna say any oh, further I, I because think, I think we won't say it on camera. No, in case just in spoiler. case spoilers. It's only twenty years old. That's your limitations, probably. Yeah. Up, but whatever. We've... Anyway, like all of that sort of stuff, I never really experienced that on the PS2, and I had a PS3 for maybe six to eight months. Never played it. Never touched it. Yeah. To the point that the, I think the batteries got fucked up in the controller because it never got used. Yeah. And so now I've come full circle and finally bought a PS4 <laughs> um, in the last the in the last month. We haven't so had a chance that. to address that actually. No, we haven't. Um, which we'll we'll, we'll, we'll touch we'll on do that. We'll do that more when demos other game sub stuff. But that's the thing. So I never really had. So I, I was never anti God, that I'm, stuff. God, I'm going to just throw a ton of games. <laughs> I suppose you did have a PS3, but it never really captured you. No, no. You end up giving it to the family, and they used it kind of as a Blu-ray player. Yeah, which they sporadically use now. Yeah. I guess whatever. Um, is why you use Blu-ray when you can go digital. Yeah, true. Um, or yeah, or YouTube or anything yeah. like that. Um, Netflix, etc. But anyway, um, yeah, kind of the 360 was when I really was able to open it up and really take a look at it and and look at some interesting, different stuff. Like I, I was huge into the arcade races of like, and I, and I had a lot of that on the GameCube. I had like Need for Speed, Most Wanted, like the first one. Yeah. Uh, Underground Two. Um, what was the one that came after it? The uh, Carbon or maybe whatever. Yeah. Um, th- those sorts of games. And then there was also like some of the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters where I was able to you know, get new music and that helped my taste in music. That and Brutal Legend, which I then got later on the 360. And I was able to get some old... Because um, there was a very select few set of games that was backwards compatible with the Xbox original. Yeah. Uh, Jet Set Radio Future, which was my first... Jet Set Radio game that I owned. Yeah. I didn't get a copy of the original because, I mean, at that stage... This is, well, exactly. This was before HD Remax. This yeah. is before that tidal wave of HD Remax. So I never got a copy of that, but I had Jet Set Radio Future. And... Because I was interested in all the sort of cutscenes and everything that I had for that. When it was first being launched, when I had my GameCube, and I'm like, I'm seeing this shit on the Xbox. And I'm like, I want, but yeah. I can't have... And then I originally got that, and then I got Psychonauts, which was a game I stumbled across the demo in about 2005. Yeah. I tried to install on my computer and try and break my computer's clock so I could keep playing the demo and all sorts of shit. And I was able to then go back and really expand on and kind of cement, I guess, now where my tastes lie. So yeah. a lot of that emulator stuff helped me to figure out like what I like about like pixel art, what type of stuff with pixel art I like and, and sort of old game design principles and things like Metroidvanias and stuff like that. But then I guess the GameCube Wii and 360 were able to really inform me about what I liked and also like the anime that I was watching at the time about the weird sort of esoteric, even Japanese stuff that I would really come to like, you know, stuff like, you know, there was Killer7 and there was No More Heroes and then yeah. there was... 
you know, there was a lot of anime that I was watching, yeah, and there was, kind of a there was Trigun in there somewhere, and you know, all of that sort of stuff. And then you've got stuff like the 360, which a game I went back and looked at in the last couple of weeks, even um, Ashura's Wrath, which is a fantastic game, which I'm probably going to force you guys to play at some stage. It's actually really good. It plays like an anime series. Like if you if you can enjoy Dragon Ball and some of the ridiculousness of that, it's it's actually really good. It, the game is designed as an yeah, anime series. We'll, we'll see. It's it's yeah. It's it's good. Cross that bridge when we come to it. It's it's sci-fi cross like Japanese god stuff. It's it's really interesting. Um, anyway, that aside, just all of that sort of stuff, and I guess that's where I guess that sort of brings us into the now of like. You know, my music taste has gone from being, I guess, generic rock into, like, heavy metal, which was around the time that, you know, there was Brutal Legend, and I was informed about all that sort of stuff, even to some of my dad's music from, like, 70s hard rock and all of that sort of stuff. Moving into, I guess, the more sort of punk rock and psych rock and stoner rock. Well, actually, it would have been the other way around. Psych rock, stoner rock. Yeah. That type of stuff, you know, like Queens of the Stone Age and Caius and things like that into, I guess, punk rock, which then sort of, I guess, had this huge crossover point with my gaming when Sunset Overdrive came yeah. and was on, was waiting in the wings. And again, just like I had Prompted that... you to get an Xbox One. Just like I had that moment with Burnout Paradise where I, I played it, saw it, and I'm like, I need this in my life. Is that from when we played it at... No, that was, that was more because we'd sort of started... Because no, we'd started we, to do E3 yeah, yeah, that's true. again. Yeah. Um, I'd seen it coming, and I'm like... This is probably going to happen. This is probably going to happen, and then the game, and then the game hit, and within three months, I had an Xbox One. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's right. Now I recall. So, that's and that pretty much takes us up to today, I guess. So where where do you see things headed from here? And this is a very very open question, but I, and I got a surprising answer from Damo, so go back and watch that at some point. But. Um, in terms of where my tastes will go, yeah, where, where, or... where do you see things headed, especially now that like and. We'll talk more about what you're currently playing when it comes to your PS4 when we do our next mm. patch updates. But um, where do you kind of see things headed from here? Like, is it going to be a similar sort of thing where, you know, well, guess, when you got, had your emulators, you're like, okay, I'm going to go back and try this, this, and well, this. Well, I guess there probably PS4, is... Let's go back and explore this and this and this and look I at these. I guess there probably IP. is one more step that I've not really talked about, um, which is, I guess, from the last four to five years where I've kind of hit that indie stride as well. Which yeah. was, because you and I would, would you know, we, we really started, once I sort of moved out, I guess, which was around 2011, um, you and I started playing a lot of online games. I mean, we used to, we smashed the shit out of Borderlands yeah, 2 Borderlands and Borderlands 1, one. And, and even games like Battle Block Theater and stuff like that, which were you know, Castle Crashes, things like that, which were little indie, little indie titles. And I, from my first housemate, mate of mine, um, really good dude by the name of Pete, um, he got me into stuff like Terraria and things like that, sort of in the earlier days of Steam, um, to the point where there would just be days where I'd just take them off work and we'd just fucking play Terraria and do shit like that. Um, even some Team Fortress and, and, and stuff like that. So there was, there was kind of that. And then when this sort of indie scene, and then after that, I guess the Kickstarter scene, and then the even bigger indie Did scene you that I followed that. Kickstarters and look, I regret... Not many of them. Even yeah. ones that I... Look, I, I backed... Even um, Fail is like Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I backed that and I guess that's kind of a disappointment. But again, that was a disappointment for me for different reasons. Yeah. It was because it was being shown as Mega Man and it, super and it wasn't. wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, and it wasn't good. It just was... It was a bad game. Um, but then, like, there's the, the Double Fine RTS game. I backed it. Is that Massive Chalice? Massive Chalice, yeah. I backed it and I got game codes and everything. Still never played it. Yeah. I don't have any interest because I like the concept. I don't regret backing that. But then on the flip side, Shovel Knight. Yeah. And I got onto Shovel Knight through... Um, I was a big fan of, and, and still am, of uh, Game Grumps and Igoraptor, who's an old... Yeah. Again, sort of touching back on Newgrounds. He was an animator back there and... and um, and he was sort of taught, I saw a post or something on Facebook and I looked it up and I'm like, that shit's fucking, and I remember sending a message to you being like, you need to get the fuck on this too. I yeah, well, it, I, was, I was starting to hear about it because of, um, may you rest in peace in terms of his game industry business, uh, Colin Moriarty, from yeah. kind of funny IGN, because yeah. uh, that like, they went to him specifically at the, get, at the gate because they knew this was the sort of game he 
would always get up on a pedestal and shout to the, the masses about yeah. so they got onto him and he was basically the first in terms of the media scene was doing and I was listening to Beyond so I'd, mm. I'd heard the name uttered a few times then when you kind of dropped it on me like maybe I need to give this thing a look I think you and then so did, did and yeah. and very promptly threw down dollars yeah. um, and I guess yeah so from there there's been a lot of I guess indie stuff and, and that's kind of a lot of that has come full circle with a lot of my games enjoyment where you know, shit like Axiom Verge, which is like this very pixely, very, you know, Metroid, very Castlevania-y, Metroidvania. Yeah. Um, throwback, but not. Like, it's its own thing, and it's it's all of those old design principles that I enjoy. And because, again, like, and, and as you've sort of seen through a lot of the stuff that we've done, I'm very mechanics-heavy, I'm very game yeah. design-heavy, I'm very, like... I mean, I guess you could say I'm action-heavy, but... Like, if there's an interesting game mechanic, then that will hook me more in a lot of cases than story. Because the story has to be really fucking good yeah. for me to be interested. Um, like, Yakuza Zero's story is fucking super great. Yeah. It's this super pulpy, you know, mafia story. That's awesome. But also you can suplex the shit out of people, and that's yeah. the coolest fucking thing ever. Right, you were showing me that footage on YouTube oh. well before oh. the game. You'd actually picked up the, but again, the console the, or the game itself. But the first thing I saw about that was a story thing. So that there is that. But in in terms of that, now I I guess from where I go from here is probably probably where the games industry is headed in a lot of ways backwards. I guess like trying to oh, re- looking back, tr- trying yeah. to recapture a lot of the stuff that's lost because I think there's there's now this huge. I guess reaction repulsion towards the all of the finance stuff, all of the bad sort of business practices yeah. of like HD, like unnecessary HD remakes and like pre-order bonuses and season passes that don't really give you what a season pass yeah, used to. When really picking the teeth out of those things more and more, which they should, and holding those publishers to account. And a lot of people are now, they're developing the games that they love. So, again, like, you look at stuff like Shovel Knight or even the guys at Way Forward who used to be, like, together with the guys who became Yacht Club and, you know, with their Shantae stuff. Yeah. And, like, both of those are, are very strong, very great, nicely reviewed yeah. Metroidvania games. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Shantae is, whereas you, you've, so. you've got your yeah. Mega Man from your, your Shovel Knight. Like, yeah. both of those are very, very strong influences on me and my gaming interests and i mean you've also got you know um eager bringing out his bloodstained which is again another metroidvania so like a lot of that sort of stuff i i feel like a lot of where the interesting stuff in video games is going is kind of where i've always been so in a sense i don't really feel like it's where i'm going i kind of feel like i'm very in the i'm in the lucky seat yeah i I feel like i'm in the very lucky seat of being able to be like i like all these things and the games industry is actually turning on its head and coming towards catering for me there's still a lot of that big stuff and there always will be but it's for sure but i i i think that we're kind of at this crash point where you can't just be like people will call you on your bullshit of making the same shit over and over again and it just doesn't fly anymore yeah and i i the looking forward it's going to fly less and less and i think all the all the smart game designers and game developers out there who just want to do cool shit i think they will be the ones that really rake in the dollars and and really cater towards people like myself yeah um so i'm very lucky in that i don't feel like my tastes are going to change a huge amount because i feel like i'm i'm pretty confident where they are and again like i i know when i see a game whether I'm going to enjoy it or not. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm generally... That's generally held true. Like, if I... Like, I looked at Shovel Knight, and I'm like, that is going to be a really fucking great game. I came out the end of that, and I'm like, that was a really great fucking game. Yeah. And same with Axiom Verge. I remember the first time I saw that tiny little snippet in the Sony thing, I'm like, that fucking thing is going to be the coolest shit ever. And that you were just like... Ah. And then it came out and it was the fucking coolest shit ever. Like, that that type of stuff. And I, I really feel like I'm very lucky in that I... Like, I almost feel like there are definitely elements of the game industry that are catering towards my tastes. Yeah. So, 
I guess I'm probably just going to ride the wave of where all that goes, and if it if it doesn't work out, then oh look, you've still picked up other things along the way, your bloodborns and stuff that you're liking as well. Which well, yeah, again, I, we can check any patch but again, and whatnot that you find. The reason like, I yeah. like Bloodborne is because it's a fucking Metroidvania. Yeah. it is. It is huge, one giant area that's all interwoven into itself, and you need to do certain things to be able to progress. It's just got kind of some of that Dark Soulsy combat yeah. to it, but it's very fast combat. I can't play Dark Souls because it's too slow and lumbering and yeah. in some ways it's punishing. Like, I like the idea of Bloodborne because it rewards you for taking the offensive and that is more where I'm at. Yeah. I'm more, like, if I'm going to play a game like that, I want it to be a bit more mashy, a bit more, like, aggressive. Yeah. Whereas Dark Souls feels a bit more passive for me. But again, it's like, it's aggressive Dark Souls combat in a fucking giant, like old god yeah like metroidvania it, that's what it is so like the more that that stuff gets re-injected into games i think the happier i'll be and and again seeing stuff now even with the switch and a lot of a lot of japanese stuff really picking it back up again like having that which you haven't really seen since like ps2 and gamecube era that really cool japanese stuff it's it's on fire again yeah and that's that's really exciting for me. So that stuff I think is really really interesting, and it's I think that's and again this year already has been a great example of that, and I think that it will continue to be a really good example of what they're going to do to to really reinvigorate games as a whole. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess on that note we better wrap things up because you've got a bus. I've got to get to in a, bit, in, a bit, in a bit over five minutes. But uh, that is story time for the month. Now we've covered all three of us. So. Uh, Make sure to visit the site player2.net.au, player2au on Twitter, Paul James P2 on Twitter. Jay's there if you want to look for him, but as he's regularly said, he doesn't really put it in on Twitter. So I don't even don't, use my don't, personal don't, Facebook. Don't kind of worry about that too much. Um, make you can sure to, find me on PlayStation now. I am there. Yeah, he is there. He'll talk more about that in the updates, so we'll save that till then. Um, but until next week, where we'll do an updates. Hopefully, all three of us are all here and ready to go, and it'll be awesome. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you later.